Good morning. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Welcome to our podcast here, or our video podcast, I guess. This morning we will be looking at the 15th Sunday after Pentecost, and uh, we have uh, Vicar Benjamin Lippa with us, who will be with us for the next uh, six weeks. Uh, he is here in a partnership between the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and the ZELK, which stands for Selbstständige Evangelisch-Lutherische Kirche. Yeah. Amen. So, Ben will be joining us uh, for the next six weeks. So, welcome, Benjamin. It's good to have you with us. We begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good proceeds, grant to us, your humble servants, your holy inspiration, that we may set our minds on the things that are right, and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 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 The Old Testament reading. Vicar. So, you son of a man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Uh, however you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give the warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall... Surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way. That wicked person shall die in this inquiry, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his inquiry, but you will have delivered your soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. And may it be to God. And the epistle lesson is Romans 13, 1-10. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? And do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger, who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For the same reason you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. And the Gospel is from Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 20. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, 
it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine? on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray. And if he, if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two, or if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the question that I like to start with on Sunday is, do you think God is right-handed or is God left-handed? I know that what you're going to answer, because you're one of them, is you would say that God is? I would say yes, but I'm right-handed. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's both. He's both. He's both. Right, because right I'm right-handed. Right I would say left-handed, because I'm left-handed, right? It's really <laughs> kind of a silly question, right? But in all seriousness, uh, it, um, because of our readings today, teach us the answer is both. So in the church, we talk about uh, the, the theology of the two kingdoms, right? So the theology of the civil government and authorities we speak of as being the left-hand kingdom. And that's really what the book, uh, or Romans chapter 13, is talking about. And then the kingdom of the right is the kingdom of, of the church. And that really is what we are learning from, from our reading in Matthew today. Both are gods. He has authority over both, and he exercises rule and authority over both. And he blesses us with both, just in different ways, correct? So the kingdom of the left, or the civil government, is there for our good, to protect us from anarchy and chaos. Um, police are God's policemen are God's servants who protect us from from crime and and, and all sorts of disorder in our in our um, in our society, um, and so it serves to protect us from those things. Um, he's merc merc God is mercifully restraining outbreaks of evil in our world by giving us the government, the kingdom of the right. The church is concerned about sin too, but in a much different way. Um, for it is not by the law and punishment that the church is ruled, but by grace and forgiveness. The church calls sinners not to justice, but to repentance. And so she exercises her authority not in vengeance, but in love, calling sinners to repentance 
to receive the forgiveness of sins. So you could say in a way that the government deals with sin from the outside, but the church deals with it from the inside, from the inside out. God restraining sin by healing and, and um, healing our hearts and minds with, with his holy word and with the sacraments. Um, and um, the, the, the church always deals with things by God's grace and mercy, and which is the right hand. Um, also with the law, too, but always to bring us to repentance. So those are kind of my thoughts to go for. There's a lot in all three of these texts, but I think this idea of the right-hand kingdom and the left-hand kingdom kind of brings all of these readings together. Kind of interesting. I was, I was just thinking of, you heard me saying a lot about the Christus Rex, which is above yeah. the altar. And there, um, Jesus is crowned. He rules, he reigns, but his reign is through the word of God, both law and gospel. The law serves the gospel, and it's a, a reign of love, forgiveness, and peace. The King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus comes not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He serves us that medicine of immortality, um, his body and blood in the Holy Communion. And you think of uh, how God uses um, the kingdom of the left to, um, to keep, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. evil in check. And um, there's, uh, you know, who would you rather appear before, um, uh, a judge in the kingdom of the left or um, Jesus, mm -hmm. um, who is the, the final judge who gave his life for you and for the life of the world to um, so his purpose is to restore you to mm -hmm. um, uh, to the life that he has to uh, to give you that life that conquers even death to overcome your sin and death so it's kind of interesting he and in, uh, in in the kingdom of the left there's punishment right mm -hmm. in the kingdom of the right Jesus what bears the punishment for the sin of the world the ultimate punishment he takes our sin into himself suffers dies for it rises victorious over it and now he gives us the antidote um, and I, I was thinking just in terms of when you're talking about that too when you think of in the court of law yeah right he uh, um, he we are acquitted because he takes the punishment mm -hmm. for our the ultimate punishment for our sin uh, I'll tell you a funny story so um, which deals with two king the two kingdoms the kingdom on the left and the kingdom on the right I was driving home from lunch a number of years ago and um, uh, there was a speed, uh, you know, where they check your speed. There was a sign up there, and it was on, and I wasn't paying attention. I was doing uh, 35 or 40 instead of 25, and the officer pulled me over and came to the car, and he said, um, uh, Pastor, are you in some sort of hurry? And I said, well, I'm hungry. I was trying to go home for lunch, and I wasn't paying much attention. And uh, he said, you know, there's a, been a problem with speed here, and I said, I'm really, really sorry, officer. And uh, he let me off the hook. He didn't give me a ticket. And then I stopped him and I said, will you forgive me? And he said, that's my, not my job. Go talk to your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I really kind of illustrate yeah. that in, in, a, in, a good, in a good way. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. So, Vicar, any thoughts on the text on any of these? Um, I think there's still a connection between both of the hands. Because in the text of Ezekiel, they said we ascended to the people to tell them that they are sinners and they have to turn around. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's really important that we are not from the world, but living in the world, and we have to serve the world with the gospel of God. 
to show them another life is will be possible. And isn't it interesting? Doesn't that kind of make you think? Though it, it's like you know we're we're called to say to call people out, and if we don't, we yeah. take responsibility it's on, us. Yeah, on yeah. us. And that's yeah, kind of yeah, scary, yeah. right? It's, it's, um, a, it's, it's a reminder that you know this is this is important stuff. I mean, yeah. with, and life and death kind of yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. um, and not to cause someone to repentance. But that's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for us to do. Um, our Bible study is going to kind of focus on that this fall too. With um, we were talking about that before about how we live in this world where Christians are being attacked and and not to withdraw and move away into uh, like Benedict like the monasticism, <laughs> yeah. but how we how we live and engage with the world mm -hmm. in in, in um, godly ways and the kind of the where we live in a world where people think that whatever comes from within you should affirm that whereas. Mm -hmm. The gospel comes from outside of us, both law and gospel, and, and know that, that the, the, the truth comes from outside of us, from the God who created us and redeemed us in Christ, and we need to be called to repentance and faith in Him, not in ourselves. And that's why there's this, you yeah. know, the world right now, because everybody wants you to just say, oh, that's wonderful, whatever yeah. you're doing, yeah. even though what you're doing may be not only destructive of others, but destructive of oneself. Yeah. yeah. So the hymn that I chose for today is actually our closing hymn uh, on Sunday, uh, uh, hymn 707 from Lutheran's service book, and uh, it's a hymn written by Isaac Watts, an English hymn, and I think it, it, it kind of talks a little bit about what we've been dealing with here. Hymn 707, I have an extra hymn here for you, Victor. No, no, no. Okay. I've got it. All right. All right. Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways to keep his statutes still. Oh, that my God would grant me grace to know and do his will. Order my footsteps by thy word and make my heart sincere. Let sin have no dominion, Lord, but keep my conscience clear. Assist my soul to lap to stray, a stricter watch to keep. And should I e'er forget thy way, restore thy wandering sheep. Make me to walk in thy commands, tis a delightful road. Nor let my head or heart or hands offend against my God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. See you in church on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Thank you.